On today's episode of Go Be Wild, I sit down with Cameron Corbett, a second generation Wyoming oil and gas professional. We talk about Waffle and AAPL, the two educational and professional development bodies for landmen. We talk about what it means to be a landman, why energy development in Wyoming is important, and what Cam sees for the future of land work. Hey, all right. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's easier. <laughs> that was a lot smoother. Right on. Well, yeah, I'm in a hotel room in Iowa here. We're out here for a wedding. Um, oh, gotcha. But yeah, we can make it happen. Yeah, well, I appreciate you uh, taking time away from uh, the wedding stuff. Um, yeah, you... no problem. Yeah, the girls are out decorating, and my wife and kids actually aren't here yet, so I'm just kind of a bachelor here for the next few hours, and so yeah, it's going to work out good. Perfect. Yeah, no, that works out awesome. Well, um, uh, and now, Cameron, remind me, um, I feel like someone told me you're a third generation in the oil and gas industry, aren't you? Yeah, second generation. So second I work generation. with my dad. Yeah, I'm partners with him on uh, Wyoming Energy Consultants and Chip Corps. Awesome. So, cool. Yeah, he's an engineer, uh, graduated from South Dakota School of Mines, and then had a long career with Slumberjay, and then went out on his own in like uh, early 2000s. And then as soon as I was done with undergrad, then um, joined up with him, and we've been at it for the last, whatever, 12, 13 years, I guess. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really great. What's what's been great about uh, growing up in the industry, you know, seeing your dad work in it and then being able to work with him, you know, being business partners. How's that been like? Oh, it's been an awesome journey. Um, yeah. So growing up, you know, I mean, anytime anybody asked, hey, what's your dad do? I told him that he was in oil and gas and I thought that was really cool. And um, of course, you know, you just grow up idolizing your dad and wanting to do what he does. Um the issue for me was I did not enjoy math and science very much and <laughs> being an engineer that just wasn't going to work out very well for me. Um, but when I was in college, kind of started poking around the industry and seeing what other um, careers were available or roles, you know, um, within the oil and gas industry and found out about um, landmen and what they do. And I found that really intriguing. I like dealing with people and I like doing detailed work and, you know, making deals, um, doing all the things we do. And so I thought that would be a great fit and um, ended up coming to fruition, which has been really fun. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, that's a great transition. You know, one, the, the reason why we have you on the show is, uh, well, you are a Wyoming native, you know, you, you, you run and operate a Wyoming business, um, but you are part of WAPL, which is the Wyoming Association of Petroleum Landmen. And then you're the, uh, I would say liaison to the AAPL, which is the national organization. And uh, yeah, real quick for anyone that's listening for my show, what the heck is a landman? You know, they've heard that they've probably run into guys and gals that are landmen and they're kind of like, okay, cool. And then they're kind of like, I don't know what that is. So you kind of hit on a couple things, but uh, what was your first introduction to like, oh, that's what a landman is. Yeah, so I mean, I think um, probably the easiest way to think about it is a landman is going to be who is interacting with the public on behalf of the oil and gas company. So there's obviously people that own the minerals, and so we'll interact with them, and we'll um, work out a deal with them to be able to go out and drill well on their minerals and then pay them revenues off of that. And then also people that own the surface. So we'll go out there and say, 
Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. I'm with XYZ Oil Company. We'd like to come out here and drill well. That's going to involve us building some roads and locations and, you know, some other things. Um, and then you make a deal with them to get that access, uh, which typically involves some monetary consideration yeah. and other things and get the deal done so that everybody's happy so that um, they don't absolutely hate you as you're coming out there onto their surface. And, um, and the oil company's doing the right thing, you know, by the public to, to just make a deal. And yeah. So yeah. in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. And there's really just kind of really two types of landmen, really, you know, I mean, you got your in-house and your field landmen and typically the in-house are in an office and are just kind of um, overseeing all the administration of the various contracts and agreements they have in place to go out and do what they need to do for the oil development. And usually the field landmen are not quite as much in work as things have changed, but in the county courthouse, um, figuring out who owns the minerals and then interacting with the public on, on the oil company's behalf. So, yeah, no, that's great. And um, yeah, that goes right into our next one. You know how, because um, this is something you and I, I wanted to ask you is the, the industry, and I've only been in it for a very short time. And I guess you comparatively to retro, like in speaking with your dad, you know, how long right. you've been in it, but um, just in the short five years I've been in it, the landman has changed. Like you said, there's field landmen and, and, and in-house and like, even that's starting to change. Um, you know, why is it important to have um, landmen um, for the different, you've got the upstream, downstream, midstream. I had, you know, a PAW on and Pete was able to kind of walk those through, but you hit on a couple of things already that people, you know, there's, there's the negotiation side, of course, on the, the expiratory side, but you know, what are some other skills that, in-house and field land man need to have, um, especially as it kind of is changing right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think probably most important, depending on what side you're on, but if you're out there um, acquiring leases or making any kind of agreements with the public, I mean, obviously being uh, a people person and enjoying being around other people's company uh, is important, you know, and um Luckily for us in Wyoming, not so bad, but, you know, I mean, the oil and gas industry um, doesn't exactly have a great uh, feel to the general public or people that haven't interacted with the industry. And so to be able to go out there and just show them that uh, you're a human being, too, and you want to do right by them and make an honest deal is very important. Mm -hmm. And so I think just having the people skills. Um, and what we do is very important. And then obviously running um, title or finding out who owns the minerals and the working interest involved with that is very detailed work. And so I think enjoying being able to, or having the capability to lock yourself in your office and not really be bugged by other things and really give something your full concentration, really get into kind of the weeds and the details of things is very important. Yeah. Um, and staying organized, I think, as well. You know, I mean, a lot of times um, we're running several different projects at one time. And so being able to uh, do what needs to be done to just kind of keep all the balls up in the air is, is very important. And to me, you know, organization um, helps you do that. So, yeah, no, 100 um, percent. What was one of your first interactions? You know, I think um, being kind of a Wyoming native and getting that experience as a field land man, you know, going out to some of these, uh, these ranchers, um, you know, what was one of your first experiences and experience where you're like, yeah, you're like, this is, I can do this. You're like, I can go out here and, and talk to these, these folks. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of my first projects right out of school um, was going out and getting agreements with landowners for surface access. And, um, you know, so I was in an office most every day. Um, and then leading up to this for my first few months of it, and they said, hey, you can go out and get some agreements. And client basically told me to, you know, put on my cowboy boots and my jeans and go out there and, you know, get some agreements done with these ranchers. And so I'd go out and sit down at their dining room table and, you know, have coffee with them. And they'd usually have some pastries or whatever. And you sit there and you talk about what it was that our plans were and then basically get a feel from them as to what it was going to take to be able to do that. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. You know, it was almost, I mean, a lot of them, but not all interactions are the same and some are much more pleasant than others. But especially in Wyoming, most all these people are, you know, good, honest people. And um, you're just. sitting down kind of like with a friend and just need to do and so I really enjoyed that so from then on I was like well geez if I'm getting paid to be able to to do this I mean I could <laughs> I could do this for a long career and um luckily I mean like you say yeah it's uh still like to think I'm in the early stages of my career but it's progressed yeah. really well really enjoyed it and look forward to kind of what's to come yeah 100 percent and and, you know, being being Wyoming, you know, uh, there's pr pretty country too. Then when you're driving out there to some of these folks ranches. So that's also that was always my plus is like, yeah, you're going to pay me to come drive out on these guys, these nice properties and sit down and talk to them. I'll do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Um, we'll come back to that question. But um, so you're part of uh, Waffle is what it's called uh, locally. Um, you know, explain to um, you know, we kind of covered what a landman is, but um, explain to anybody out there that, um, you know, what Waffle does and why it's important to just the Wyoming community of, of landmen. You know, it's it's a small knit group, but um, why it's important uh, to the state. Yeah, so the Wyoming Association of Professional Landmen is just all Wyoming landmen, um, their members, and then it's open for people that have assets in Wyoming too. So, I mean, we have a lot of people that operate in the Powder River Basin that um, are based out of Denver, I mean, Montana companies. And so, yeah, it's a association. We try to get together at least once a quarter, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less, depending on the season that we're in. Um, but it's a chance to just for all of us to network um, and get together. And um, we offer continuing education credits, you know, to keep accreditation going and just to educate ourselves a little bit better on current events going on and then we all you know are obviously sharing kind of war stories because like we say we, you know I mean a lot of our interactions with the general public are good but sometimes they're not so good and just kind of catching up with each other and just uh have an iron sharpen iron I guess you know in a fun yeah. atmosphere usually you know I mean we have our um I'm missing it obviously in Iowa I'm in Iowa today but uh, the annual meeting's going on today and then we got our golf tournament up at, um, and, and Sheridan at the Powderhorn, and there's good educational events that go along with that, and then networking opportunities each night as well, and yep. get to go out and golf, um, and then, yeah, just a lot of, lot of networking opportunities, really. Yep, yeah, no, and then I think the continuing ed, I think that, that goes into our, um, you know, the next big thing, and, and I know you can't speak on the whole the national group, but the American Association of Professional Landmen, um, which Waffle is a part of, um, you know, let's talk about um, uh, AAPL's uh, mission, you know, because you talked about the continuing ed, 
um, you know, that, uh, you know, landmen just don't uh, get into it and then that's it. Like, they, you know, especially right now, it's changing a lot. I think the remote stuff and, and doing a lot more online is, is uh, ex- uh, you know, is uh, beneficial and more efficient. So, yeah, talk a little bit about what uh, AAPL does in regards to the continuing ed and, and why that's important for landmen. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so we have our, our state group and then all um, locals or most every local is a member of the American Association of Professional Landmen. So it's basically our local state association on a big national level. And the APL's uh, board is comprised of a director um, from each local association. And so a pretty big board, um, obviously, yeah. with a lot of differing opinions, I guess. But um, anyway, it works well. And then they get that much more involved, especially important on um, issues at the, you know, um, federal government uh, level. They're lobbying lobbying Congress and and trying to help them um, understand the importance of us gaining energy independence again and and the role we play. Um, And then they're the ones that also handle all the continuing education credits as well. And just do a really good job of keeping all of us organized and being really good advocates um, for landmen in particular, but the industry really as a whole. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. We just got done with the annual meeting that was out in Chicago, which was really great. A lot of really great speakers. Uh, Keynote speakers out there were Alex Epstein and uh, David Ramsden Wood, and, and they're just really great guys and huge advocates for the industry and understand the importance of fossil fuels and um, the role they play, you know, in our everyday lives and their importance in uh, making America, I guess, what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. And are, you are the WAPL um, all right, representative, I guess, yeah. or director, yeah, right? Yeah, for- I'm, uh, yeah, I'm the director for the Wine Association of Professional Landmen. So we get together quarterly for the AAPL meetings and um, just go over general business of the association and make sure everything's uh, working the way that it should. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, and then you can kind of give a recap then, um, you know, so you talked about, you know, lobby, lobbying and advocacy regarding, you know, the, the, you know, the Biden administration's policies, obviously federal, um, you know, and Alex Epstein and Ramsden Wood have been very uh, loud um, proponents of that. But um, what are some other steps uh, AAPL is looking at for, uh, you know, growing membership, especially younger professionals? You know, I think like any other industry in the last couple of years, COVID kind of um, uh, early retirement for a lot of folks, I think. So sure. um, is that on the forefront for AAPL? Yeah, and I think they've been doing a really great job. So um, they also offer an accreditation to uh, a variety of different universities that have a petroleum land management bachelor's degree available. Mm. And so they oversee the accreditation of all of that and visit all the schools on a regular basis to make sure that they're in agreement with the curriculum and that the um, faculty and staff are obviously plenty competent and, and just also get to see the product that they're making in the students which is really important. And um, so, yeah, APL's done a really good job of then engaging those students for membership as well. And so um, they get, you know, if they enter the program as a freshman, then um, hopefully they become uh, American Association of Professional Landmen members. And then they've really done really great outreach, I think, too, in their senior year. Then they're getting a lot of materials from the AAPL. Um, 
just showing them what's what's out there and saying, hey, if you're going to go out there and be a landman in the real world now that you've got your degree and you're ready to rock, um, come see us and see what we can offer you, which are just, you know, a lot of great member benefits. And mm-hmm. really, I just think that the networking opportunities are great. You know, yeah. I mean, just when I was out there at the annual meeting, I got to meet several of the students from University of Wyoming, which was really cool. Um, some guys that are entering into their senior year and they're excited and are ready to rock. And then they're getting to, you know, brush elbows and meet and hang out with um, the executives of big companies out there that are, you know, heads of land departments and exploration production companies. And so it's just a really cool thing. And then to be able to sit down and um, just continue to, you know, become more knowledgeable with all the keynote speakers and education sessions, uh, very important in, in um, you know, all career paths, but especially as a layman, because like you say, things are constantly changing and just be able to sit down and brush up on the knowledge is good. Yeah, no, that's great. No, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, no, I was actually going to ask you that. I thought, because um, I did see that the Waffle meeting was today and I was like, oh, I kind of missed that one. And, and I was like, I wonder <laughs> if I was going to that or not, but you've got a wedding. But um, no, that's great. Great to hear from the annual meeting for AAPL. Um, all right. So uh, this is a good question. I feel like, um, you know, you've seen your dad, you know, have a great career, start a business, own, own uh, his business. Um, why do you feel the oil and gas industry is important to Wyoming? Yeah, well, I mean, probably the thing that everybody can understand, especially in Wyoming, is just its importance on um, our, our state economy. Um, it just plays a, a huge role in that. Um, in 2020, obviously, we were going through the uh, pandemic, and oil and gas was feeling the effects of that. You know, I mean, we had our first ever negative oil prices in that year, and things were um, very uncertain for the industry as a whole. But still, in 2020, um, oil and gas production contributed over a billion dollars to the state economy. (laughs) And so you look at that and it's like, okay, in a year where we experienced negative oil prices and there's a billion dollars being pushed into the state economy from the oil and gas industry. I mean, you just look at that and that's amazing. And, um, and then you, and then you go to the flip side of that and say, okay, if we did not have oil and gas and those revenues coming from the industry into the state economy, where do you think those are going to come from? You know, I mean, we get to enjoy no income tax and just a really nice way of living. Um, And a lot of that is thanks to the oil and gas industry in Wyoming. And then on just a national level, um, I think so many times people think of oil and gas is okay. I need oil and gas for my car, which some people are going to electric vehicles and whatever, and think that's going to totally stamp out the oil and gas industry. And of course, that's part of what we supply. But you look at everything. I am looking at this backpacker, this coat that I have, and you need oil, you need, you know, you need petroleum products for that. And I just think that's lost on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, you know, fuel for your car, but or heating and air conditioning for your house. Um, just having that reliable energy supply is incredibly important. I think taking for granted by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They just don't realize that without the oil and gas industry, it's just doesn't happen. So, yeah. well, and this leads me to my next question. I can tell you're passionate about it. Uh, what would you tell a young person that they're maybe not sure what they want to do with their life, but um, they've heard of this, you know, land man, oil and gas. Uh, what would you tell them? Like, Hey, like, why, why is this profession something that they should consider? 
Yeah. No, it's exciting to think about, you know, I mean, I would think if, if there's somebody out there that really enjoys um, working with people, like detailed work, I would highly recommend for them to look at, um, you know, becoming a landman. And there's all sorts of exciting opportunities as well. You know, I mean, um, the bulk of what I do is oil and gas, but there's all sorts of other opportunities as well. I mean, um, you think about like a renewable energy that's coming through and they need people that are in the, um, the landman role as well to go out there. And so, you know, it's just a full on energy expansion that we're experiencing, whether that being wind or solar and all sorts of other options that need land professionals um, to go out there and to interact with the public on their behalf and find out who owns the surface and figure out how to compensate them for any damages that might happen as a result of the, um, energy development out there yeah no 100 percent um no that's great um let me see here we kind of hit all the, the questions there cameron um so what's your um here this will kind of be our last question here what's your typical day look like you know for you know you you're kind of in a a, a specific um a particular uh, situation where you're kind of a partner in the business, but um, what's kind of your, uh, especially now with things ramping up, uh, what's your day-to-day -day look like when you're not traveling to weddings? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and that's the fun thing is, you know, they all just look a little bit different. I mean, one day I might be out in the courthouse getting some work done, you know, running some title. Um, on any given day, I could be out meeting with landowners about like we had discussed, you know, access agreements or looking to acquire a lease. Um, a lot of interaction with clients all throughout the day. And it's just fun because we get to work on so many different projects that um, I'm not going to work on the same thing probably two days in a row. And like you said, I mean, I have a lot of help. And so I get to bounce from one thing to the other. But um, that's probably my favorite thing about the job is that it's just not the same exact thing every single day. And so um, get to get out of the office and interact with people a lot, uh, spend a lot of time on the phone, um, a lot of time reviewing public records, just trying to figure out who owns these minerals and, um, and then trying to make a deal with them. The negotiations is probably my favorite part where, mm. okay, we know, we know you're the owner. We know exactly how much you own. We know what we'd like our initial offer to be and we have a good idea about what our max is and just trying to work in um, to the middle of those, you know, kind of parameters is really a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're all kind of different and I really, really enjoy that. And then most of all my time gets to be in Wyoming, which is really great and feel very blessed to be able to, to do that. Yeah. Well, and then that's, you know, this, this podcast is Wyoming focused on, I was just about to ask, you know, what, other than being able to work, you know, and provide a living for yourself in Wyoming, what are some other things you enjoy being from Wyoming? Um, and uh, maybe what are some things that you've been seeing that um, have been good or bad things um, the last couple of years? Um, I think Wyoming sure. is kind of insulated from other problems across the country. But yeah, what do you yeah. like most about Wyoming? Oh, man, you know, I'm born and raised in Wyoming. I've basically been between uh, Casper and Denver my whole life. So I was born in Casper. As soon as I was born, we moved to Denver, basically. I spent in elementary school there, then moved back to Casper, and then went back down to Denver for school, and then moved up after I was done. So I've been up and down I-25 my whole life. Um, <laughs> but the vast majority of it has been in Wyoming, and I just love all that it has to offer. I love having four seasons. I love being able to, you know, 
um, go up and snowboard one day and then come down and, you know, golf the next when you're kind of in that March, April time frame. I really love that. And, um, the people are probably the best part of Wyoming, I think, you know, I mean, you travel to other places and everybody's fine. And of course I'm biased, but I just really feel like people in Wyoming are genuine, kind-hearted people. And that is a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, obviously our world looked totally different during the pandemic and I am just incredibly thankful that I was in Wyoming for that and I think you saw that too you know I mean there's all sorts of people that were wanting to be in Wyoming while that was going on um hey that was great I think that recorded everything you just put that on my end but that worked out, good. out a little bit it'll <laughs> buffer out yeah um no and I caught it all kind of caught up there that was a great explanation no I uh I agree yeah especially up in Sheridan you know you've seen all these people moving here and and why they're moving here and 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 all that but um um well awesome Cameron um the last thing I'll let you do is uh put a plug in for uh waffle uh you mentioned the big right. anyone that's in Sheridan and goes to the Powderhorn knows about the big waffle tournament um but what are some other things that people might not be aware of um I would imagine waffle is open for people to reach out to them uh reach out to you you know anybody that's part of the waffle uh, board um, for any information or just points of contact. Um, and then, um, um, you can even plug your guys' businesses if you want to just, you know, uh, where you guys are located and what you guys do. So yeah, th this is yeah, so awesome moment. <laughs> yeah. So Wyoming association professional Landman, uh, probably the best way to get, um, all information is our website, whylandman.com. And we have all sorts of our, our, all of our upcoming events are on there. And then just a lot of good information. I'd say to anybody in the industry, definitely check us out. Um, golf tournament coming up at the first weekend of August at the Powderhorn. That's always a great time. Multiple flights. It's at Powderhorn opportunities. Thursday night is the big kind of time to meet a lot of people. Um, to Wyoming landowners, you know, the uh, land. And man, uh, we have all sorts of land and we're representing uh, companies in the industry. But um, if you're wanting representation, membership directory online, it should be able to be accessed. And yeah, that's that's us in a nutshell. Awesome. No, that sounds great. And um, like Cam said, just go to the website. That's the best way to find the events and, and you can find points of contact there. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, Cameron, is there anything else that I missed, you know, in regards to Waffle or the industry? I think we hit all the high points. Yeah. And Zoom might be telling us this is about time to go. It keeps, keeps buffering and unbuffering here. Um, there we go. You're back. Um, okay. <laughs> well, uh, Cameron, thanks for your time. I'm going to stop uh, the recording.